Well, hello. Welcome back to another week of podcast episodes of Let's Open the Bible. I'm here with my friend Albert, and I'm Russ. And uh, Albert, thank you again for filling in for Gavin, the one who is just gallivanting around. I believe he's uh, he's been in Ohio, and uh, he's been a, a traveling man here of late. And so certainly uh, could use our, our prayers for traveling mercies and uh, and just for some other things going on in, in that he's dealing with. But uh, God is good, and, and he knows that. And so thank you again for being a part of this. One thing I didn't do, listener, if you uh, didn't listen to Friday's episode, I, I sort of introduced Albert. Uh, but I, I want to give him just a, a minute to kind of talk more about his ministry and, and what God's called him to do and, and what he does and that type of thing. But if you have your Bible, go ahead and find Matthew chapter 24. We're going to read verse 14 in a minute. But Albert, just tell us a little bit about what God's doing in and through uh, where you are and, and what you've had a privilege to experience and do. How, how long, by the way, have you been uh, involved in missions? Well, uh, my we went overseas for the first time uh, as career in uh, 2004, and we were there uh, until 2016, and uh, we came back, and there were a number of reasons, but one, of course, was pretty important, and but it wasn't the only reason, <clears throat> and that was that that. I had 96, two 96-year-old parents, and my sister is four years older than I am, so we needed to, uh, to... I could see her struggling to provide care, even though she had a lot of resources at, her, at the disposal, like CNAs and stuff. It's still a big job, yeah. being a caregiver for 96-year-olds. Yeah, that's a lot. Them. Well, my mom lived to be 98, and my dad lived to be 100. Wow. And uh, he passed away in 2020, and then we have this pandemic. So I've been itching to get back for uh, uh, after – I was itching for the pandemic to get over with and then to get back as soon as I could. And I had the privilege to go back a couple times last year. It was amazing. Uh, the yeah. state where I was in, my best guess, you know, being as liberal as I can with the, with statistics and stretching them thin, uh, maybe four or five percent evangelical Christian. Where you were, where I was, yeah, wow, and uh, and that that occurred probably within this twelve years that I was there, and it wasn't. Me, it was many people yeah. working in the fields. It was a lot of people. And God was doing a great work in that state. And uh, then I come back, and they're all saying, well, well now it's uh, the opposition party that's against Christianity is telling us is now 20, 22% Christian. Wow. And I'm Praise saying, God. <laughs> whoa. But... Uh, there's no way to measure that, although I'm, I do that sort of as a li living uh, part of my job is a, in the mission agency. But uh, the when the when the opposition says that it's a big that it's a problem for them, then you know that that God is really doing a great work, whatever it is. Yeah. 
And so that was just such a rejoicing time to go back and, and meet all my friends again. And then I got another chance to go back at the same uh, last year. So I've been twice in last year, and we're going back again this this year, and uh, hopefully at least a couple times. I so think. these are shorter trips now, as right? You, you know, I'm not going to be stationed there when you're retired, like I am. The government pays your salary, yeah, <laughs> and you do things for free, right? <laughs> Except you don't. You have to actually ask for people to support you as well too well very cool very cool Mm -hmm. thank you for you know being a servant and for serving the way you are and you know i just celebrate with you that uh i mean just think about this one day uh you're going to be gathered around a throne of grace uh worshiping beside people you'd never met that were influenced because you were a faithful servant Uh, yeah how amazing is that i can't well I don't want to think about that too much because of Matthew 23, 2. (laughs) 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 Sitting in the seat of Moses, uh, I I need to keep, keep, uh, stay humble. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, why don't I uh, pray? And then you can read uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse Mm -hmm. 14, and and talk a little bit about that. This will come out of your devotions. Is that right? Well, it's come out of my life, really. Okay, very good, very good. Well, let's pray. Father, we love you. Uh, Lord, we praise you. I thank you for Albert and for people like Albert that have been uh, obedient to the call to go. Uh, Lord, we go because Jesus came, and and, uh, he sent us on mission to be about the mission of reaching the lost. That is exactly why Jesus came. He said, I came to seek and to save the lost. And, And so, Lord, thank you for uh, Lord, just allowing us to be a part, uh, a small part of what you're doing here. And uh, Lord, we just praise you and thank you. I pray for those that are listening, uh, that uh, they would be encouraged to also go and and share the good news, the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Uh, Father, you know the need. You, you know, uh, Father, what the world looks like in terms of who has professed faith in Christ and who hasn't. Lord, we only know the statistics, and there's no way for us to know exactly how accurate they are, but it's frightening to me that every day it seems as though uh, the number, the percentage-wise, the number of people who know Jesus as Lord and Savior gets smaller and smaller as more and more people are born into the world uh, lost and without hope. And so, Father, we just want to praise you, and we want to thank you, Lord, and let your word guide us in truth. And so, Father, uh, I just pray for this time that we spend, and thank you for the opportunity to do this. Lord, we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Okay, so you want to begin by reading, right? Yeah. Okay. So, actually, my dear professor at Columbia International University, in his last sermon to us when we graduated in 03, use this passage. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to the nations, and then the end will come. Mm. And uh, he's now with the saints uh, in heaven, and but he was a dear professor, uh, and, a, and a tough Greek professor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they usually Greek are. Three. Yes. Uh, But this gospel of the kingdom, he's talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is that uh, Jesus came, uh, was from heaven, and was born as a child, 
lived among men for 33 years and uh, humbled himself and allowed himself to be crucified for our sins, was buried according to scriptures and rose again according to the scriptures. And now he is ascended into heaven and waiting to come back and he's right at the door. If we look at the signs in Matthew 24, he's right at the door. Yeah, does seem that way. And so that is the gospel, and it will be preached. Now, the preach, uh, being preached, uh, you could say, well, that's already done. Uh, I'm a shortwave listener. I've, I know about every uh, uh, Christian radio broadcasting organization that's uh, been on, going on around the world since I was a teenager uh, and today as well. <clears throat> I really think that doesn't count entirely, yeah. Because first of all, not everyone listens, but but the other thing is, I believe it's God's uh, intent that we do this through relationships, through face to face, speaking the words of the gospel to people face to face. Because in that exchange, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And so. Um, and so it will be preached in all the world. Well, all the world is we we interpret as every place. So one of the things that I do is I help on the team that evaluates every place in in well in the world, but certainly from an outside the United States and Canada perspective, every place where Jesus is not known. And uh, so we, uh, the, I'll t- will tell you, Christianity uses the latest tools, and we have some pretty sophisticated tools that governments use uh, for many reasons so it's, uh, uh, to track uh, where we know there's a gospel witness and where there isn't. And so it, every place has to hear. And then the, the, the next is, is a witness to the nations, and the nations in this sense is every culture, every tribe. There's a, some overlap between tribes and cultures, but in, in the, for the most part, we, we wrap that up into a term which we call people groups, and we track all the people groups in the world. Yeah, actually, at the, I was going to say at the seminary that I went to, I went to Southeastern Baptist Theological, and they've got a, like a a wall that shows the the, the people groups, uh, languages, the tongues, you know, the different groups of people that are uh, they've got different categories have never been reached, um, you know, and, and they've got different categories of that. So some of those. Um, have been reached, but they're hard to reach. Some of them have never been reached, have never heard the gospel. And I, I forget the exact numbers. It seems like it's two to it's either two or four thousand uh, languages. More like four thousand. Okay. Yeah, you know, I don't know the numbers yeah. exactly either. I, I I'm too literary. Yeah. I, I I I try not to memorize numbers like that because I know they're going to change. So yeah. I always look to the reference when I recite them. That's the value of of groups like Wycliffe. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and what they're doing. They do a and, great job and things like that. Yeah, and uh, so so these people groups uh, they're they're still in this world. 
numbers of people groups where there is no Christian witness, and we're tracking those. And the, it's important to do so because uh, you want missionaries to be called to places where Jesus isn't known. Uh, and so and our, and our agency has been one of the several, I'll just say, and, and that focus on reaching the most unreached places in the world, that, that is our focus. And even when we're there, we were just in a meeting not, not a month ago, and we're looking at all of our people and where they are, and we're looking at uh, where the where the Christian witness isn't because we can see it. We got it all there. We got the, we've got the the data. We collect it all. We collect a lot of data on this, and we're working with other agencies to do the same. So, oh, good. Uh, so various denominations. You can, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, there's the uh, the one that that we. Uh, uh, where you can go and see any people group is called peoplegroups.org, peoplegroups.org. And you can look on it. You can look at regions of the world. You can find out what where the lost are, where they aren't, and, and uh, all kinds of, of statistics on various people groups in peoplegroups.org. Then in North America and, and the, uh, uh, I should say, the United States and Canada, the, pl- the place to go to is peoplegroups.info, peoplegroups.info. And in p- peoplegroups.info, uh, it's crowdsourced. Uh, but you'll see all kinds of people groups that have come into these countries from around the world. So we can go, we can uh, be in international missions uh, about, I'll say, a quarter mile from here. And go witness to that Pakistani family right down the road on uh, on Liberty Drive, for example. They weren't at home. <laughs> and we knocked on the door. <laughs> so here's some statistics for you. Um, a people group is an ethno-linguistic group with a common self-identity that is shared by various members. This is from your website, peoplegroups.org. There are 12,111 people groups. Uh, okay. That's roughly 8 billion people. Right. Uh, there are 7,258 unreached people groups, right. 4.8 billion people. Now, don't be discouraged, listener. Uh, what that, that, that does not mean that they have not heard the gospel. Uh, there are 3,179, this is the number we were thinking of, <laughs> yeah. that are unenreached and unengaged. Unengaged. And right. those are the ones that we're more concerned about. Well, we're, we're concerned about all of them, but those are the ones that have never heard the gospel. Right. They're not reached. No one's finding them. And they're not being found for a reason. They're hard to find. They're hard to get to, and there are 3,179 of those people, which roughly equates to 288 million people. And a lot of these are people that live in the bush or live in very hard-to-reach places. One of the approaches that that missionaries take is uh, here in the United States and probably worldwide uh, is many of these people groups have um, uh, some, a member, of a people group will move, say, to New York. 
And so we have missionaries whose purpose is to kind of find these people that maybe have moved to New York or moved to, to large metropolitan areas from around the world that represent unreached, unengaged people with the hopes of reaching that person who will then go home and, and spread the message of, of the gospel to their family, whereas we wouldn't have an inroad to that family. Yes, and we work, uh, and another big area is refugees. Uh, there's a huge uh, Iranian church, for example, but much of it is among the refugees of Iranians. But it's also, but it's also reaching inside Iran. There's, a, and I could go down a list of countries like this. Yeah. So, but it, the bottom line is, uh, you know, how will they call on him in whom they have not? believed and how will they, shall they believe in him whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach unless they are sent so uh, in order to for the full number of Gentiles to come in Romans I think it's 11 30 something um, oh we we uh, we're going to have to send people from somewhere into these unreached areas, and right. I think also it's part of God's plan. Just as you say, He's sending them here, but what yeah. does that mean when He sends them here? It means that we have a responsibility to reach out to them. That's right. We, when we went out door to door, we found I found a Moroccan family. I found a uh, Pakistani family, and uh, we had could have a little bit of conversation, uh, but uh, it you know that may be the only Jesus they see. Yeah, we're we're uh, we have an embarrassment of riches of resources in our denomination, and and one of those resources is the ability uh, to search. Um, from the many efforts of people to do the research, we have the ability to cull that, that research in terms of how many people live in a particular area, uh, their ethnicities, uh, religious beliefs, socioeconomic status, even their marital status. status. Uh, and uh, so it, it was amazing to me when I did my doctoral work to, to do the research and realize that within just a three-mile radius of from where I'm sitting, just how many ethnicities are represented and uh you know it's it really is amazing the nations really have come in many ways at least to america and i would assume uh, branched out worldwide as we have listeners all around the world uh many many of these people groups that we're talking about live not just in their homeland but now have moved out and and spread out and what a great opportunity to to spread the gospel and as verse 14 says here in matthew 24 then the end will come. Now, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds as far as eschatology, um, but by end, uh, my reading of that is, is that Jesus will return. Time as we know it, as we understand it, will cease. Uh, as we enter into eternity, uh, where uh, there is no time, we won't be punching in and punching out. Our, our smart watches will be useless and meaningless. Uh, because there's there's not going to be time, and uh, and so that's kind of my interpretation is the return of Christ to call His bride home. Is is that kind of your understanding when it says the end? I mean, some people might yeah. read that and kind of get a little freaked out. 
Yeah, it's a broad end. It's there are multiple comings. There's just the coming to rapture Depen- the depending church. on your eschatology. Yeah, 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 yeah uh, rapture the church. Then there's the coming that yeah. uh, uh, to establish the millennial kingdom, and then the judgment and so forth. But yeah. the end is the big end. It's it's a big end. Yeah, uh, that he's talking about. Here. That's a great and terrible day of the Lord. That he it talks is. about in Malachi. It, it, it is. It will be terrible for some. Yeah. Terrifying. It should yeah. be. And and that's a warning. And and we don't have that in our gospel message that much. We but should. We should. We, we it, especially in these times. We need to. Uh, I don't know how what the, you know. I haven't thought a lot about how to get into that. But uh, it comes to you when you're sharing. But uh, people are going to have a choice. Uh, uh, and that'll be maybe their only time that they'll have a choice and then the end will come for them and that then they will suffer consequences well eternally i think that that you know god is all powerful he can certainly do uh he he can reach us how however um i mean he's there's, there's no limit with god all things are possible but but primarily i think there are three aspects of the gospel that that pierces a particular person's heart uh, one is God's love. One is God's grace, and and, and one is God's judgment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so for me, and I've I've shared this on the podcast before. It was actually learning that if I took my last breath in that moment, I was going to hell. That's what pierced my heart. Now that may not. I've seen other people, you know, whose heart was pierced because of the love of God mm-hmm. for them, or the grace of God towards them. What mm-hmm. Christ did on the cross, and and so I, I you know, I. I think that that love doesn't allow someone to be confused about the truth. No. And uh, I think as part of our gospel testimony, we all have to, I think we have to work hard to make sure that, I mean, how many times have we closed out a Sunday morning service and somebody there didn't come, they didn't make it back. They didn't live to the next Sunday. It happens. Yeah. It happens uh, every week somewhere. Uh, multiple places, somebody doesn't return back. The reality is we're all going to take our last breath, mm-hmm. and it's too late. The other reality is there's a day coming when the end comes, and we don't know when that is, and it'll be too late. Yes. You know, and so we we can't uh, we can't uh, play games with this reality. No. You know, we have to be uh, sincere, not manipulative. The gospel doesn't need us to inject ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stands on its own. Romans chapter one verse sixteen: the gospel is God's power to salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but we, what we must do is we must make sure that we're representing the gospel. And we need to not be ashamed of the gospel. That's right. For it's the power of salvation. Yeah. Amen. Well, Albert, again, thank you for what you're doing, for the work you're doing, and for joining us here and sharing this with us. I think thank this you. is a, such an important reminder um, that uh, you know. It does seem that we're obviously we're closer now than ever, but uh, the 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 gospel will be proclaimed throughout the whole world uh, to all the nations, and then the end will come. and And so, uh, the last time we had a, a a missionary on, he talked about kind of his view, and and it seemed like Sub-Sahara Africa was kind of the last great awakening, if you will, and that's one reason why he positioned himself there and, and mm-hmm. with the hopes that, you know, he gets to see something, you have a kind of a front row seat mm-hmm. to see something amazing that God is doing, maybe. 
so, but uh, nevertheless, uh, listener, just continue to wrestle with these things. Be a bold witness. If you don't know Jesus, uh, don't put it off. Uh, if you haven't accepted Christ by faith, it is by God's grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, uh, by Scripture alone, that that, that can happen. Uh, don't put that off. Until we see you tomorrow, God bless.